Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. I think when you look at Phoenix with the start finish line being before the dogleg, I would imagine that we'll cross the start finish line and we'll be nine wide going through the dog leg. Overall, uh, the, the race, the restarts are going to be the biggest difference that I see. And uh, to me, it's kind of going to remind me of, uh, of Richmond, I'd say. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Greetings and welcome, everybody, to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you is we gear up for the penultimate race weekend of the season. We're talking about ISM Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona, hosting us for the second-to-last race of 2018. We've got a busy, busy show for you, and part of that involves what happened this past weekend at Texas. On today's show, we're going to chat with NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner from Friday night, Justin Haley. He'll be in the race Friday night at Phoenix, but he'll also be competing for a Truck Series championship at Homestead the following weekend. We'll talk to him about that and a whole lot more. From the NASCAR Xfinity Series side of the garage, Texas Motor Speedway winner from Saturday, Cole Custer, will join us. We're going to look ahead to ISM Raceway in Phoenix for this weekend. Kevin Harvick's crew chief, Rodney Childers, is going to share with us some of the secrets that he uses on how to set a car up for that one-mile oval in the desert. Senior writer for MRN.com, Pete Pistoni, is going to join us to break down the storylines. If you're planning a trip out to Phoenix this weekend, Julie Giese, the president of ISM Raceway, she's going to join us and tell us about what's new with the track. Kim Coon's going to have a social media minute. We'll preview the latest Jack Roush podcast on MRN.com and a whole lot more. To kick us off this week is the host of NASCAR Today Midday here on MRN. Kyle Ricky stops by with the latest in NASCAR news. Kyle? Mike, Kevin Harvick claimed his eighth win of the season on Sunday at the Texas Motor Speedway assuring him a spot in the championship four at Homestead Miami Speedway in just under two weeks. The win, however, may have taken a backseat to his post-race celebration, a celebration that included a selfie on the start-finish line with Joel Cram III. A young fan Harvick picked from the grandstands to help him celebrate. Harvick said it's all about the kids. I, I would rather do that than sign, you know, 30 sweaty guys 
um, autograph. I'm sorry, sweaty guys, but I'd rather I'd rather sign the autographs for the kids. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. It's it's just weird when you're you know. I understand that I have a lot of fans uh, that are all ages, but I have more fun signing the kids' autographs, and and I'm not going to apologize for that. But you know, it's just it's just more fun because it just feels more genuine. Harvick heads to ISM Raceway in Phoenix this weekend, where he has won nine times in the past, including the most recent race there back in the spring. The NASCAR Xfinity Series will also be in Phoenix this weekend to determine their championship for Cole Custer won last Saturday in Texas and is guaranteed to have a shot at the title. But that's not the case for the series winningest driver this year, Christopher Bell who after crashes the last two weeks is currently seventh in the series standings, some 34 points outside of the all-important top four. You know, I love Phoenix, ran good at there in the, in the past, so uh, I think we'll have a really good shot at it. And, you know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. I got another shot next year. And the busy weekend in Phoenix opens up on Friday with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, which will also determine their championship four. Motor Racing Network will have coverage of all three races. See the complete weekend schedule now at MRN.com. Mike. Thanks, Kyle. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll have our AutoZone Driver of the Week, Justin Haley, brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Duralast batteries are proven tough to perform in temperatures of 140 degrees and 40 below zero. Because when you can start in extreme conditions, you can start in everyday conditions. Like running late for work, a broken alarm, creepy parking spots. Duralast, proven tough and only at AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Add up all the heroes, take away the zeros, and what you got? One big trophy of me saying, I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Justin Haley will be competing for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship. We'll talk with him about that next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is quick, efficient, and personal. Unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature espresso drinks, classic coffees, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. With over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. The race weekend doesn't have to end with the checkered flag. Carry the action over in the Monday with MRN Motorsports Monday, presented by Outback Steakhouse. Log on to MRN.com and join veteran broadcaster Woody Kane and NASCAR spotter Joey Meyer as they review the race weekend and debate the biggest stories of the week ahead. Plus, some of the biggest names in the sport stop by to talk the latest topics. Make Monday your new favorite weekday with MRN Motorsports Monday at noon Eastern or anytime on demand at MRN.com. 
This is NASCAR Live. Killen taking no chances. He's still hard on the throttle. Takes the white flag. One more lap for the 18-year-old Todd Killen. He's smoothly down into the first corner, right on that inside white line, smoothly through the apex, and now off the second corner. Haley has closed the gap further still. Gilliland may be slowing. Here comes Haley down the backstretch. Trouble for your leader now. Justin Haley getting by your leader. Todd Gilliland falling back as Justin Haley takes the lead in turn four. Off of turn number four, Justin Haley comes off the corner as the leader and takes the checkered flag. He'll win the Jags medal 350 and will punch his ticket to the Homestead Miami Speedway in the championship four in two weeks. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Friday night on the Motor Racing Network. Dan Hubbard, Dylan Welch, Tony Bachoven, and Kyle Ricky. the call of Todd Gilliland's misfortune and Justin Haley going to victory lane and taking a trip to the playoffs. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. And Justin Haley, winner of the Jag Medals 350, is on the hotline to talk about it. Justin, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. What was going through your mind when you took the white flag and you saw that Ford truck out there and all of a sudden he slowed dramatically coming out of turn two? What was going through your mind there? Yeah, um, there really wasn't much going through my mind. I, I knew that we were a lot faster than the four of Todd Gillen. Uh, we had the truck to beat all night, and uh, we played it a little safe on fuel strategy there when we came to the pits, and we, we took some more fuel than what Todd had, and, and we took enough fuel to get to the end. So I, I was chasing Todd back down, but coming out of four, uh, my spotter, Kevin Hamlin, told me that he was out of fuel. And there was a few lap cars in between me and him, so I just had to get around him get around the lap cars, um, and, and we were way too good. So there was no fuel issues for us. Um, it was pretty surreal, though, obviously getting into the Final Four. That's kind of what you, you base your whole season off of. Um, you know, you you try, uh, you know, I, as a driver, as long as you can get to the Final Four, um, the crew's done about everything they can for you. So um, we've had a dream season, an incredible three uh, three wins so far. Um, so it was pretty cool to, to get two Chevrolets and, and two GMS racing teammates in the final four. We'll talk more about the, uh, the playoff ramifications of your win Friday night in a moment, but you just touched on GMS racing and the successes and how it's paying off right now with two of the trucks being locked into the playoffs, but a total this year of 10 wins in 21 races. It's unbelievable. The successes that you guys have shared this year. Is there a secret to that success? Has this been brewing for a while? Seems like GMS has turned into quite the uh, quite the powerhouse there in the truck series. Yeah, you know, I think for a number of years KBM really led the truck series, and you know, if you if you wanted to win, you you went to KBM. But you know, seeing GMS and and what they've built into and and being part of the process the past few years has been just uh, so amazing, and and uh, you know, it's just been really cool as a young driver. Um, you know, getting the call after my Canaan East Championship to come over and and start my NASCAR truck career and, and go over there and build. There, there's no secret formula, just a bunch of hard guys that work. Um, we have over 100 employees. Uh, we have our own chassis shop, our own body shop. We do everything in-house. So, um, and especially, I think, this year with the Elmar Motors, um, you know, finally getting the, the playing field equal on, on that sense. So um, it really just comes down to, to our setups and our body and, and what we've got going on in the shop. So, uh, it's been an incredible season. Like you said, we've won almost half the races uh, in the NASCAR Truck Series, which is unbelievable. So hopefully we can finish off the year on a strong note. But um, up to this point, it's uh, it's been really cool paired, paired with uh, GMS the past few years. Chatting with Justin Haley, who won the Jack Metals 350 Friday night at Texas Motor Speedway. 
Now off to Phoenix and ISM Raceway and the Lucas Oil 150, a brand-new racetrack. You'll be making your third career truck start there. What awaits you? What do you think awaits you? They've only moved the start-finish line, but does that really change everything and how you approach that race? Well, you know, I was uh, I was in the Chevy Simulator last night and a few weeks ago, um, going over with some of my younger teammates, Tyler Dipple, Sheldon Creed, um, some new uh, familiar faces in the NASCAR scene, but they're new to GMS and and uh, Chevy. So I was trying to get them prepared as as a Chevy driver and and some of the tough things about the new ISM Raceway um, that you don't think about is when you take the the, the start finish line and move it to what was the back stretch. Now your corners are all messed up. So three and four is now one and two. One and two is now three and four. So as a driver that's been to Phoenix for many years, and, and especially the Cup guys who have been going there for, you know, five, ten years and have really gotten a lot of experience there, um, it's hard because you'll be describing the track and you'll be like, hey, man, it's loose in a turn one, and then it gets, you know, a bit tied off a of turn two. But that's now three and four. So you confuse your crew. Um and, and everything in between. And then they made pit road a lot more curved than it used to be. It, was, it used to be a straight pit road, but now it's it's uh, pretty curved back. So uh, you may see a handful of, of pit road penalties just because it's new to us. And, and keeping uh, pit road speed up on a curved uh, pit road like that is going to be difficult for sure. Congratulations on all the winning you've done this year, and congratulations on being one of the four playoff drivers to run for the title. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's truly blissful opportunity so i'm um, hoping to cap it off good we wish you the best we appreciate you stopping by that's justin haley winner of the jack medals 350 friday night at texas and of course he'll be one of many in the field friday night in the lucas oil 150 you'll hear it here on motor racing network coming up on nascar live kim coon's going to have some fun with our social media minute and later we'll hear from kevin harvick's crew chief rodney childers Recognizing champions on the track is easy, but we must look a bit harder to recognize champions off the track. Each year, the NASCAR Foundation celebrates four NASCAR fans who are winners, true champions for children in their communities, as finalists for the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. Each of these NASCAR fans is a winner, but only one can take home a $100,000 donation from the NASCAR Foundation to further their efforts to help children. Your vote matters. Go to nascarfoundation.org award to cast your vote today. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner. Inspired by science, driven by passion, it's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com. We'll have the latest social media news coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 
When the smoke settles, the entertainment never stops. On race weekend, your favorite NASCAR personality is an everyday superhero. Chase Elliott is going to victory lane. But when they leave the track, they're just like us, everyday people. You know, as I've said before, I, I'm going to be me. And, and I'm um, Susie Armstrong. Join me on a daily journey as we discuss the hot topics and engaging personalities of NASCAR Nation. The world of racing, weekdays on the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kim Coon stops by now with our social media minute. Kim, what's the buzz this week? Well, Mike, if you are paying attention at the end of the race at Texas Motor Speedway, you know, A, Kevin Harvick won the race, and B, he decided to take a selfie with a young fan. That's right. After he crossed the start-finish line and got the checkered flag, he hand-plucked a young fan from the stands, took the fan in front of his winning car, and they took a selfie together right there on the start-finish line. Here's what Kevin had to say about the moment. That kid that, that we took a selfie with, he was kind of getting shoved around in the in the scrum up there in the, in the grandstands, and he had his phone hanging out, and I you know, had the security guard grab him, and he grabbed him, and I put, picked him up over the fence, and... and um, you know, so that's a, that's a moment that that uh, you know that that kid will never forget. And he went off with the checkered flag and a selfie on the racetrack. So I thought about taking him to victory lane, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know that his parents will know where he's at. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe we'll see that gesture repeated this weekend at ISM Raceway because Kevin Harvick is a nine-time winner in Phoenix. So maybe we'll see another lucky young race fan get a selfie with Kevin Harvick. Halloween took place last Wednesday as millions of children all over the world celebrated by going trick-or-treating. But if you went anywhere near Charlotte, you could have run into Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series driver Kyle Busch wearing his driver's suit and passing out his sponsor's product, M&M's. At first, it was a little rough. <laughs> we hit a few houses that uh, nothing was happening. It's like, man, this is going to be a dud. And then finally we, we hit a neighborhood where many of the kids got home, uh, I guess, or were home and kind of saw me uh, moseying around. Um, one of the funniest stories of that whole deal was we were going through a couple houses and it's like, well, if the doors are open and the screen doors are closed, somebody's got to be home, right? So you roll up to those houses and who's in those houses? It's the old people because old people leave their front doors open and their screens closed. So. <laughs> there's no like there's no content there and one of the ladies was she was like I'm just the nanny and she's holding like a six-month-old she wouldn't open the door like she was freaked out like she's like I'm gonna rob her and so I was like all right I'm just gonna leave the bag here and I'm gonna go to another one next door and keep moving and then um, it's just kind of it was kind of fun Bush tweeted out a video that eventually went viral you can see that video on his Twitter page if you weren't so fortunate at Halloween to see Kyle Busch, maybe he'll dress up as a turkey in a few weeks and show up at your dinner table on Thanksgiving. Who knows? Thank you, Kimmy. As we head out west to ISM Raceway this weekend, remember to follow us all weekend long on social media at MRN Radio. You can also tweet us using the hashtag AskMRN. If you enjoy NASCAR-related programs, be sure to visit MRN.com for original programs like The Many Hats of Jack Roush. This week's episode is all about his interests beyond the racetrack. He never set out to have a business as large as we have today. That was never his goal. Um, his goal was to be able to do things that were technically interesting to him, to satisfy his curiosities that way, and to be competitive. And so as he got into motorsports, it helped us by having all these other interesting projects. It gave us really the technical resources in order to 
to get up on plane in motorsports. It sort of builds on itself, you know, and then the race teams got to be bigger than the other business, and they, it's, they sort of stair-stepped up. So they got a flatbed truck, went to the Darlington Jetport, and took the Bill France Jr.'s uh, Hawker airplane that had three big jet engines on it, put a pitot tube on the flatbed of the trailer, lined it so that uh, they could put the, the jet engines at it, and they blew 200 mile an hour air at the thing. Uh, at 45 degrees, which is where they decided what that was the lift on lift off point of the car. The cars struggled against trying to go airborne against the jet engine. They stretched and the wheels come off the ground and the, the turnbuckles were, it's a wonder the cars didn't blow away. I like talking to Jack when it comes to aviation because he's so cool to talk to about that stuff. I mean, here he's designing all these trick parts to build uh, his own P-51 designed engine that they had in the war, you know. He made it better and uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, we can talk cars because everybody talks cars, but it's pretty hard for everybody to talk aviation, and he can do that. That's all from this week's podcast series, MRN Presents The Many Hats of Jack Roush. You can download that show as well as the first seven for free at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up next, there are a lot of changes at ISM Raceway. The president of the new track, the new president, Madam President Julie Giese, will join us. She'll talk about those changes and what to expect if you're heading out there this weekend. And later, we'll hear from Kevin Harvick's crew chief, Rodney Childers. O'Reilly Auto Parts is proud to offer a military discount for those who have served our country. If you're an active or retired member of the military or a veteran, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store and receive your discount every day as our way of saying thank you for your service. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Rip the Fence. Join two former voices of USAC, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett, on a ride like no other. You can't really tell much stories because I don't want to get anybody in too much trouble. As the two chat with the faces of traditional open-wheel racing. You know, I was four wheels in a fluff and hot laps, and my dad actually after hot laps says, if you do that again, we're parking it. Catch up on prior episodes and get ready for the ride with Rip the Fence. Available for free to download on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the podcast app. Or available on MRN.com. Here's our broadcast schedule for this weekend's action in Arizona, and it is jam-packed. Friday, we'll start things with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice. That's at 1.30 p.m. You can hear that at MRN.com. Later that evening, it'll be pole qualifying for the Can-Am 500 for the Cup Cars. Motor Racing Network airtime, 7 o'clock Eastern, followed immediately by the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Lucas Oil 150. The trucks hit the air at 8 Eastern. Saturday, we'll start our day with two practice sessions for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. You can hear them at MRN.com at 11.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. And then it'll be the NASCAR Xfinity Series Saturday afternoon. The wheel entrusted to perform 200 hits the air at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then Sunday, we're back with the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, the Can-Am 500. Live coverage here on Motor Racing Network, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. ISM Raceway track president Julie Giese joins us next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hello, MRN crew call. Yes, you want to schedule an appointment with Sammy Joe and Rocco? I can do that. Now that comes with an all-access look down onto pit road. Are you okay with that? 
Sure, it's as close as you'll get to interviewing the race car. Now, do you need a reminder? Okay, you're scheduled for Wednesday at noon Eastern. Just come to MRN.com or the MRN Facebook page and ask for crew call. We look forward to seeing you. Goodbye. NASCAR Today Midday is your NASCAR source on and off the racetrack throughout the week. It's so uh, so peaceful to get out in nature and just sit in the woods and watch the deer and bird. Um, typically on our runs, there's a lot of conversation for 25 or 30 minutes, and then it gets quiet because you're sucking sucking wind. But on the bike, especially at the racetrack and stuff, they're pretty pretty easy rides. Keep up with your favorite NASCAR stars each weekday on NASCAR Today Midday here on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We are back on NASCAR Live, and soon we will be off the ISM Raceway. Just outside of Phoenix, Arizona, got a triple event weekend coming up with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. To join us and chat about it is the new president of ISM Raceway, Julie Giese, is with us. Julie, welcome to NASCAR Live. Thanks so much for having me. It is a pleasure. Before we dive headlong into all of the upgrades and everything that we're going to be dusting off for the fans, let's allow our fans to get to know you just a little bit. We mentioned that you're the new president of ISM Raceway, but you've been in the ISC family for a while. Bring everybody up to speed about what you've done to this point that lands you in ISM Raceway out there in the desert. Absolutely. Um, I've actually been with International Speedway Corporation for about 18 years, starting in Watkins Glen um, up at our road course there, and then moved to Daytona. Was heavily involved in all things Daytona up through the um, Daytona Rising project and was a big part of that and getting that across the goal line in 2016. And coming out of that, um, because of my role in that redevelopment, uh, I joined the ISC corporate team and actually have been spending the last two years out here in Phoenix, back and forth from Daytona, working specifically on the ISM Raceway project powered by DC Solar. So the entire $178 million renovation has been um, something that I've worked on. So the learning curve is is definitely a little bit shorter from a facility perspective because I, I know what we've built um, and I know what the plan was and what, what we wanted to accomplish. So that brings me to my role now as president of, the, of ISM Raceway. Well, the next chapter in the history of ISM Raceway will obviously be turned this coming weekend when we, when we roll onto the property. It's going to be a totally different racetrack. For the fans that were there in the spring and maybe haven't been there in a year or two, when they pull onto the property this weekend, what's going to be different about that racetrack than years past? I'll take it even a step further out. As you drive over the bridge and drive up to the new ISM Raceway, you will not recognize it. We have removed the grandstands that were previously along the old front stretch and um, created a consistent grandstand between what was turns three and four. Uh, uh, excuse me, turns one and two, now turns three and four. We're going to have to get used to the new turns, but don't worry, Bagley. I've got I've got numbers on the walls for you guys. <laughs> And for us, <laughs> um, but but really we've 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 completely transformed the experience, and and you know today access is so important, and really immersing our fans into the sport, and that's so much of what NASCAR is about anyway, is that access. We've taken it up a notch, so not only are fans going to have a great experience in the new seats with cup holders, Wi-Fi throughout the facility, including inside your seats, but also we have this brand new infield experience that really 
puts you in the heart of the action. You can actually walk into the NASCAR uh, garages and watch the teams working on the cars literally a couple feet in front of you. We have an all-new Gatorade Victory Lane that will actually allow fans to participate. We have two pits that are on either side of Gatorade Victory Lane that will, fans will will be able to stand in, and the drivers and, and team are right there celebrating with you. We've got a brand-new leaderboard, two huge uh, ISM vision screens. Um, everything's brand new. And we've got a new flag stand that's in the shape of a cactus. We put that up this morning, and it looks really fantastic. And that is positioned over the all-new starting line, or the start-finish line, which is now basically leading into the dogleg, which, as we know, that is probably the most exciting turn in all of NASCAR, and we've repositioned the grandstands to be around that area. So this, we're expecting a lot of great action on the track, but then also the fan experience is going to be second to none. For those that are wondering, why move the front stretch now to off of the new turn for the old turn two. Why put the start-finish line on the back side of the racetrack or now, I guess, what would be termed the front side of the track? So there's a couple reasons for that. Obviously, we talk about the dogleg and the action that happens over there. Why not put the fans as close to that action as possible? But probably more importantly is the grandstands that we had along the existing front stretch when you when you attended a race here you were in the sun the entire day and you sat and basically baked in those metal grandstands from the moment you arrived to the moment you left now by moving those grandstands into the turn we've created a shaded seating area basically with the tower above it so fans will now have shade they can experience all the action in the dog leg and it will just it will make for a much more a much more friendly experience than um, sitting out in the sun all day wow and i know that the fans are thankful for that that is a premium area in the shade out there um i know you're going to have good weather i know we're going to have good racing um, what's it like now taking the reins of a track and you've got three very important races, races that are going to determine who runs for a championship the following week in South Florida? It's so exciting. We actually sold out of our camping sites uh, earlier this week, so everybody's already starting to move in, and we're just proud to be to to be part of it. Um, I'm excited for it to be my first weekend as uh, track president, and I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and also just um, for ISC's commitment to redevelop what was Phoenix Raceway, now ISM Raceway. Um, again, I think when everybody shows up, you're just going to be blown away by what we've done. Well, the, art, the artist renderings are on ismraceway.com. They look spectacular. I've talked with a lot of fans already. They can't wait to get there. Neither can we. For those that want to be there, how do they go about getting tickets for the triple header? The best way is just go to our website, ismraceway.com, and um, you can purchase your tickets there, and you can get them served up to you through your email and bring them right to the gate with you. Otherwise, we will have um, some tickets on, for Friday and Saturday, most likely at the gates. But right now, if you're planning to attend on Sunday, I definitely recommend you give us a call or go online and buy them before the weekend because we may not have any left. It is going to be a fantastic ticket at an upgraded facility, and it's going to be a totally different experience at ISM Raceway coming up this weekend, and you're going to want to be a part of it. Julie, thank you so much. Congratulations on the promotion. Have fun out there. I know you're going to be interacting with a lot of fans, and we're going to sit back, relax, and watch the action unfold on the new and improved ISM Raceway. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Take care, Julie. That's Julie Giese, the president of ISM Raceway. 
course, the site of this weekend's triple header that will determine the championship for the following weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. One driver that's been dominant over the years at ISM Raceway is Kevin Harvick. He's won there nine times. And Woody Kane talked with his crew chief, Rodney Childers, about the secrets to setting up a car there. I think the biggest thing is just the corners being so much different from each other. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing there is just getting a car to free roll and to turn. And um, sometimes you'll get it to turn on one end and it won't turn on the other. And then you end up getting it to turn on the, the bad end and it's too loose on the other end. So it's just a uh, fine line of trying to get both corners tied together the best you can. How do you find that happy medium? Because a lot of tracks are like that where one end's different than the other. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of have to to go off some past notes and different things. You know, I think uh, Kevin's really good at Phoenix, and that ends up helping us out. You know, he finds a different line that works for him and, and just drives the car different on one end than the other. The big uh, wild card there is going to be moving the start-finish line to coming off what used to be turn two. From a setup standpoint, the car will still be the same, but in terms of how you fire it off, it's going to be quite different. What are you expecting? Yeah, I mean, I think the restarts are going to be a lot different. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens getting into the old turn three, the new turn one. Um, but, you know, to, to, when if it comes down to the end of the race, I don't know what it's going to be like. You know, we've had a lot of good finishes off of the old turn four. And uh, the good thing about the old three and four is you had a lot of room. You, you could have a guy running the apron. You could have a guy run the middle. And you could have a guy run the top. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how all that turns out, you know, between qualifying and the race. Strategy-wise, some tracks you don't have a lot of cards you can play. How does Phoenix stack up in terms of what you can do in terms of strategic moves? Um, you know, it has got less and less of that uh, as the track has got worn in. Um, you used to have a lot of two-tire stuff or you could stay out. But uh, four tires have definitely been better here lately uh, at all the races there. And um, I think if you, if you come down pit road, you're either going to put four tires on or you're going to stay out one of the two. Or you're going to wish you had? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Rodney, thanks a lot. Thank you. That's Rodney Childers, crew chief for Kevin Harvick. Still to come on NASCAR Live, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Cole Custer will join us. And later, MRN.com senior writer Pete Bistoni will give us the inside storylines for this weekend's Can-Am 500 race weekend at ISM Raceway. I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo, I'm on that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. That's what it's all about. Most interactive track in NASCAR. New Corrosion infield experience. New finish line location. New seat. New driver access. New Gatorade victory lane. New everything. It's now in Phoenix. Let's celebrate with the semifinal. Right Just about anything can happen when you have a track like Phoenix. It's the place to be. Everything The Can-Am 500, an opening weekend of ISM Raceway, November 9th, 10th, 11th. Buy the best tickets now at ismraceway.com. Texas NASCAR Xfinity Series winner, Cole Custer, the general, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're back on NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us and so glad our next guest is with us over the weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. It was the general, Cole Custer, going to victory lane, winning the O'Reilly Auto Parts Challenge and getting himself into the championship four race at Homestead Miami Speedway all at the same time. Cole, welcome back to NASCAR Live and congratulations on getting that checkered flag on Saturday. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Well, Saturday's race at Texas Motor Speedway, it was not a cakewalk. It looked actually very challenging from what we were able to see, and it looks like turns one and two was um, was really a difficult part of the racetrack for a lot of folks. Walk us back through Saturday and how you were able to get to that checkered flag. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the biggest thing is we had a really fast uh, fast car. I mean, our guys gave me a really hard, fast car to drive out there, and it made it a little bit easier for me. But I think uh, – it was definitely tough in traffic because, you know, it's a one-lane racetrack, so you kind of got to work the air and wait for somebody to mess up in front of you to get by. But it's uh, So we kind of just had to bide our time all day, and uh, but we knew we had a fast car, so we just kind of stayed persistent, and we were kind of found ourselves at the front at the end and just had to had to kind of pull one out of, out of the hat there at the end trying to make a move on the last lap. But it was definitely, it was definitely a great time for us, and we definitely needed it at the end of the year here. When you look at what you've been able to perform this year, you've obviously, with the win over the weekend, have gotten into the championship four, and you'll be one of the four drivers running for the title a week from Saturday at Homestead Miami Speedway. But what about you and the team as a whole? It seems like you guys have endured a lot this year, from from crashes to good runs to, to missed wins, and now you finally got that win. It seems like it's been that roller coaster type of year for you guys. Yes? Yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been waiting for a, year, for a win for almost a year now. So it, it was uh, definitely nice to get one. Uh, but our teams, we've been fast, you know, this year, really. I mean, compared to last year, I mean, you look at our stats, I think we have doubled the top fives and doubled the top tens. So mm-hmm. it's just we've we've had – we put up good numbers. It's just we haven't, break through, haven't broken through for that win until this weekend. So it was uh, definitely much needed, and uh, now we can kind of relax through Phoenix. But, you know, we still want to go win that race and uh, then move on to Homestead and try and win a championship. You know, you bring up something interesting there about how you've been, you know, racing things not going your way, things having to go a certain way in order to get wins. One of the things that that we've gotten a good taste of this year is, you know, in the playoffs, you've done had cup guys in the field. And then, of course, with the limitations of those guys, what's it been like for you with this playoff run here with no cup guys in the field? Is it something you even think about or notice? Uh, Maybe a little bit. I mean, uh, usually there's one or two cup guys that are competing for wins in the races. So, I mean, kind of take those guys out of the equation. But I think also you have really good guys that are 
you know, filling the seats in those cars like Ryan Priest and uh, other guys like that. So it definitely, you know, maybe it opens a little bit more of an opportunity for uh, us regular guys to win. But I think uh, you always want to compete against those guys because they make you better. Chatting with Cole Custer, winner of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Challenge Saturday at Texas Motor Speedway. Getting ready for a 200-lapper and a 200-miler coming up on Saturday at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. I know that when we were out there earlier in the year, you had a top-10 run. Cole, you finished in the eighth position, but they have flipped the racetrack, and now the start-finish line is coming out of turn number two. Is that going to be a noticeable difference for you and the team, how you prepare or set up the car, or even how you race the racetrack, being that the start-finish line's been moved to the other side of the racetrack? I think the biggest thing is I'm going to be calling uh, turn one, turn three all all weekend. But uh, I think it'll change the racing a little bit for sure. I mean, the track's still going to be the same, but I think restarts, you're going to have to do your homework to figure out, you know, what you think that's going to be like and what moves you think you can make. And then also, you know, pit road's different. So we're going to have to be on our game there trying to make sure we don't make any mistakes. But it's uh, it's definitely going to be a different race uh, for the most part. But I I, I the, the track's not too much different, so uh, we still have, we can still go off a lot of notes from the last time. So when you go into Phoenix this weekend, you mentioned a moment ago about aggression. Can you be aggressive at a track like ISM Raceway, and, and how aggressive can you be in order to get those good restarts or those good runs? Um, I think uh, you can definitely be aggressive, but obviously in my case, I think I can go out there and race hard, but I don't want to wreck anybody either because I don't want to have any uh, enemies going into Homestead. So I think uh, we want to go there and just try and lead every lap and uh, win the race. But you can definitely hit the track. You can use that dog leg and be really aggressive and make three wide moves, but uh, it's just how how far you want to push it. And I know you. I mean, you don't necessarily need to win ISM Raceway at ISM Raceway this weekend, although you're not going to turn down the opportunity all eyes, I would imagine, are on Homestead Miami Speedway Ford Championship Weekend, a track where you took them to the woodshed last year. Does this mile-and-a-half performance from this past weekend and perhaps maybe what's coming up at Phoenix give you and the team a good a good pep in your step as you roll onto the property there in South Florida to try to win the championship? Uh, I think so. I mean, obviously, we, we've – I think our mile-and-a-half program has always kind of been our, our strong suit, so uh, – we definitely are pretty confident going to Homestead that we can bring fast cars there. We obviously, I think, have the best baseline setup to go off of from last year. So uh, there's no reason why we can't go there and you know be really competitive and compete for a championship and be one of the favorites. But uh, we're still going to have to do our homework, and there's always going to be a little differences to work through. So uh, we, just, we can't get comfortable. Final question. It was obviously a great weekend over the weekend for Stuart Haas Racing. You winning on Saturday, Kevin Harvick winning on Sunday. The Ford nameplate has also done its share of winning and running up front this year. What about your season? What about Stuart Haas racing as a whole right now? It seems like everything is firing off as well it should, both on the Xfinity shop and the Cup shop. Yeah, I mean, obviously we swept the weekend, so uh, there's a lot of you know good vibes going on in the shop right now. I think everybody's pumped up that you know two cars are going to Homestead, so uh, you know I think there's no organization better to be with right now. Obviously they've won a lot of races and this year and uh every single car that's come out of that shop has won a race you know like xfinity and cup side so it's pretty amazing but uh i think everybody knows that there's one more you know two more races to run and we want to win both of them well we wish you the best in trying to win the first of those two coming up this weekend at ism raceway in phoenix you'll hear live coverage here on the motor racing network
And all the best to you, Cole. Congratulations on getting qualified to run for the championship. And, well, good luck in trying to get that trip to Gatorade Victory Lane under your belt out there in the desert on Saturday. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. That's Cole Custer, race-winning driver from Saturday's race at Texas Motor Speedway. And he is qualified for the championship race at Ford Championship Weekend. But we'll see what he's got for him coming up Saturday at Phoenix as well. Coming up next, MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni will join us. And later, we'll preview this weekend's race at ISM Raceway. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni stops by next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. MRN's Throwback Thursday, the greatest races in NASCAR history. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding. Pearson is still running. As they come to the stripe, the winner is car number 21. They spin. They go into the outside wall. Earnhardt hits the wall. Rudd hits the wall. And scooting through is Jeff Bodine. And he is going to win the Holly Farms 400 here this afternoon. Thursdays at 1 on MRN.com. On demand on iTunes and Google Play. Throwback Thursday on MRN.com. Victory Junction was young race driver Adam Petty's dream. He worked toward building a camp where children with serious medical conditions could concentrate on fun and not their illness or disease. When he died tragically, his family and friends around NASCAR made sure that dream came true. Today, Victory Junction is a camp that provides fun, life-changing experiences to children dealing with illnesses and disabilities, all at no cost to the camper. Help us serve more children by visiting victoryjunction.org. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on NASCAR Live. So glad you're spending your time with us this week here on MRN. Let's go to the hotline and bring in a gentleman that you obviously hear his work on the Motor Racing Network, and you can read it at MRN.com. MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni is back in the house. Hello, Peter. How are you, Mike? Good to be with you, as always. Lots of fun. Lots of fun, as always, uh, here on the track and off. And, well, it is a, uh, it's a target-rich environment in this sport as we look to the end of the season. There's a lot of championship-deciding scenarios that are out there. And what are your thoughts just in general as we've gotten a lot of the heavy lifting behind us and now it comes down to a one-miler in Arizona to determine who runs for a championship and ultimately a mile and a half in South Florida that will decide who wins the title. Well, I think on the cup side for me, Mike, we know Joey Logano is in Miami. He's got a seat at the table for the championship for, you know, Kevin Harvick does as well after his Texas win. And I just look at the standings and Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. behind those two guys on the playoff grid above the cut line for the guys that are going to try to 
chased them down this weekend in Phoenix. I really believe all four of those drivers below the cut line, Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, Eric Almirola, and Clint Boyer, to me, have to win on Sunday in order to keep those championship hopes alive. Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch haven't been running great here in this round of eight by any means, but unless they have some sort of a catastrophic problem, and we know that could happen, we could get an engine failure or some sort of mechanical issue or something like that. If they just go out there and finish top ten, to me, those guys below the line, they've got to pull out all the stops on Sunday to try to win at the ISM Raceway out there in Phoenix. Well, the where where the whole thing gets turned upside down is if somebody other than Logano, Harvick, Bush, or Truex wins. Let's say if a Kurt Busch goes in and takes the checkered flag or Chase Elliott, Eric Almarola, even a Penske driver like Ryan Blaney or Brad Keselowski, if any of those guys win, it all of a sudden puts a lot of magnitude on that points separation between Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr., separated by three coming into the end. I'm sure that that is something that those guys want nothing of because all of a sudden now their championship hopes get put in peril. Absolutely right, and that's the beauty of this playoff format. There are so many variables to it, and you just hit a really good point there. We've seen some guys who are not in the playoff picture run pretty well here lately. I'll go to Ryan Blaney last week, finishing second after winning the pole at Texas. Brad Keselowski's led laps the last two weeks at Martinsville in Texas. He's out of the playoff picture. He could win on Sunday. You're right about that. Denny Hamlin, I think, has been running a lot better. He hasn't won a race this year. Somebody like that pulls off a victory and gets up on the board on Sunday then all of a sudden that, that playoff points uh, scenario you just laid out starts to scramble. And, uh, you know, who knows? That, that big three storyline we've been talking about at the beginning of the year, if that happens, what we just talked about, one of those big three could be on the outside looking in going to Miami. And, of course, with all this chatter comes a lot of championship scenarios that we're not going to get in the weeds on here. But if you go to MRN.com, we've got the championship clinching scenarios or at least the championship four clinching scenarios for the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, MRN.com is your destination. What else can folks find at MRN.com as they get ready for the Can-Am 500 race weekend? Well, you get a little closer to the weekend, we'll have our weekend preview with some of those statistics you talked about. If you play fantasy racing, Jeff Wackerlin's got all sorts of statistics he'll have for us on Thursday. In our midweek column, the one that I put up every Wednesday, you know, we're talking about this year, Mike, and there's certainly a lot yet to be decided, but it's not too soon to start looking ahead to 2019. And we know we're going to get this new rules package for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. So my, my column talks about what we might see. Speed's going to be a little lower. Does that matter to fans? Do fans care more about high speeds or do they care more about the kind of racing they're going to get? And what is the potential to that racing for the 2019 rules package? So that's our Wednesday column. And, of course, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday afternoon, we'll have it all covered wall-to-wall out there, statistics, results, analysis, from the uh, ISM Raceway in Phoenix before we get ready to head south to South Florida to wrap this thing up at Homestead Miami Speedway. And let's not overlook that the power rankings are out for this week. Give, a, give the listeners a little bit of a hint and a little bit of a tease about what they can expect when they go dial them up there at MRN.com. Well, I don't think there's probably any surprise of who's on top after that 177 laps led win to uh, victory number eight on Sunday with Kevin Harvick. But uh, it's not just cut and dried when I look at the power rankings in terms of the guys that are at the top of the playoff grid and the ones running well right now. There's somebody in there that I, we just talked about him, so you can go and find out yourself. But I don't think it's just everybody that's going to be in the playoffs and everybody that's in the playoffs are the top teams right now. There's some teams without that, outside that playoff boundary, Mike, that I think are running pretty well, and I think that's reflected in the power, uh, power rankings. So check those out. Every Tuesday, we have those up at MRN.com. 
We'll see how it all unfolds this weekend at ISM Raceway. Could be some upsets, could be some compounding of successes or compounding of frustrations. You'll hear every lap of it right here on the Motor Racing Network. We've got you covered. Again, MRN.com, your destination for broadcast schedules. You got results, you got power rankings, you got a lot of great content that await you there. Appreciate the time as always, Petey. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, Mike. Always fun. Thanks. That is MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni joining us on the hotline. Coming up next, we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history and a preview of this weekend's Can-Am 500 at ISM Raceway. It's our AutoZone commercial free zone brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Duralast batteries are proven tough to perform in temperatures of 140 degrees and 40 below zero. Because when you can start in extreme conditions, you can start in everyday conditions, like running late for work, a broken alarm, creepy parking spots. Duralast, proven tough and only at AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. Get in the zone, AutoZone. E-Financial makes buying life insurance easier thanks to a mix of technology and personal service. When you call, our agents listen to learn your needs. Then utilize our cutting-edge platform to search options from leading companies. You get the right coverage at the right price thanks to our blend of advanced computer algorithms and plain old conversation. Get covered today. Call 1-866-244-5580. Or visit efinancial.com. Uh, that's efinancial.com. Insurance company affiliates and other insurers. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We are getting ready to head for the exits for this week's NASCAR Live. At the moment, we're going to preview this weekend's Can Am 500 at ISM Raceway. But first, let's go back in time for this week in NASCAR history. Today, we begin in 1983. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Partner on the top of the charts with Islands in the Stream. In the news, a bomb exploded near the Senate chamber entrance of the U.S. Capitol. And NASCAR was racing at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Neil Bonnet raced his way to the win in the Atlanta Journal 500. Again, down the back straightaway, Bonnet weaving back and forth just a bit, trying to make sure Buddy Baker is indeed out of the draft. Baker dives in deeper than he has all afternoon long in an effort, a last-ditch effort to try to catch up. Here comes the leader, Neil Bonnet, out of turn number four as the crowd comes to their feet right behind him. Buddy Baker, about four car lengths back, chases him to the start-finish line, and winning it will be Neil Bonnet. Leaping forward to 1988, Bon Jovi has the number one album in the country with New Jersey. In the news, George Bush won the presidential election over Michael Dukakis, and NASCAR was racing at Phoenix Raceway. Alan Kulwicki went to victory lane for the very first time in his career when he took the checkers in the Checker 500. You can see the smile on the driver of the Xerox Ford as he goes down the main stretch for the last time. As Harry Gant slows on the racetrack, here comes Alan Kowicki. After 85 career Winston Cup starts, he finds victory lane, he waves to the crowd. And we end this week in 2000 at the box office, Charlie's Angels opened up at number one. In Florida, the presidential election recount controversy was beginning. And again, NASCAR was racing in the desert at Phoenix Raceway. 
Jeff Burton was the man to beat that day in the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500. Jeff Burton all by himself. He'll get to turn number three. He's got seven car links on Jeremy Mayfield. Burton heading to the checkered flag. Cars involved in the crash out of harm's way. Here comes the race lead and down for the win. It is Jeff Burton scoring the win two in a row. Yesterday in the Bush Series, today in the Winston Cup Series. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. Before we put a bow on this week's show, Susie Armstrong is standing by with this week's NASCAR Live Race Brief. Thank you, Mike. The penultimate postseason clash unfolds this week as the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams cross the desert for the Can-Am 500 at the all-new ISM Raceway. Formerly the Phoenix Raceway, the one-mile oval's $178 million modernization includes relocation of the start-finish line. Safely in the Final Four, 2016 ISM winner Joey Logano suggests that the revised layout offers new challenges and opportunities. I think it's going to make restarts a lot crazier than it used to be. Because you used to just go down into turn one and it's pretty much two lanes. Three wide really wasn't much of an option there at all. Um, so this will definitely open up a lot of options. So I, I think that's going to be the biggest change. The other challenge that was at Phoenix all the time was the start-finish line and the restart box was going straight. A lot of times if someone misses a gear there, you, you just can't see because all you see is spoiler before. So this should kind of help that as well. Despite the unpredictability, spring pole winner Martin Truex Jr. hopes to nab his first victory in the desert southwest and lock in to the championship showdown. Restarting going into the old turn three, which is now the new turn one, is, is going to be a, a little bit more wild. I mean, that... that uh, that end of the racetrack seems to get wider groove-wise, especially throughout the race, and, and you can use the apron down there and things, which you can't turn the, the old turn one. Uh, so it's definitely going to be different. Um, we'll just have to see how different when it plays out. Winless in Phoenix since 2005, Kyle Busch needs a victory to guarantee advancement in the playoffs, but heads to ISM with new configuration trepidation. It's kind of going to remind me of, uh, of Richmond, I'd say. You know, a lot of us are restarting in the turn at Richmond, and they thought that was kind of going to be a problem um, with guys coming up through the gears and where guys are going to go once you clear the, the start-finish line, um, you know, on the restart and fanning out and getting off into turn one. Uh, it's, there's not a lot of room out there, um, you know, and with the speed that you need to carry through one and two, it's, it's going uh, to be pretty crazy, I think. Seeking his first top five on the fast mile, Eric Almarola agrees that the funnel effect into the first turn will present a new dynamic to the field. I would imagine that we'll cross the start finish line and we'll be nine wide going through the dog leg and then we'll try and figure out how to get back to two wide um, by the time we get to the new turn one. And I think, you know, when it gets down late in the race as well, the, the restarts will be really, really intense. The green flies over the Can-Am 500 at ISM Raceway this Sunday afternoon, just after 2.20 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1.30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We'd like to thank Julie Giese, the president of ISM Raceway, for joining us. Also, our thanks to Cole Custer. Our thanks to Justin Haley. Also, Rodney Childers. For MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Back. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everyone.
NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.